to this evening's episode of Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. Our story tonight follows two young friends of very different origins trying to survive in their corner of the galaxy. Will they grow into greatness together or fall apart in the shadow of the Empire? Find out tonight on Scattered Choices. The three of you rush away from this attack by these these scoundrels, Nedge and his his uh, counterparts, uh, seemingly coming out after Jonah. Uh, as you rush through the alleys and uh, backside streets of Javis 12, uh, seeking refuge eventually to tend to your wounds and catch your breath after this surprise encounter. Listen, uh, so, um. Sorry you got caught up in that. Uh, Nedge and I have have had a bit of uh, disagreements, and seems that he was uh, intense on, on tracking those down. Knowing what had just happened, I'd say. Guy, disagreements? We got shot at? You almost died? I, I saved you. And Tula? Tula, are you okay? Are you, are you coming back? What's, are you, what's wrong? I... Uh... I'm a little bit worse for wear, but I'm fine. Kind of just trying to shake it off as best I can, but I'm definitely not in a good place. Jonah looks around between each of you as well and looking over his own sore spots, his own wounds, and, and looks up at you, Hugo, and you can see this conflicted expression of uh, guilt, but also... Uh, intense appreciation for for what you did and and he just kind of leans and and he says yes um as i said i didn't intend getting you caught up in that and it's just unfortunate circumstances uh, that you were there wrong place wrong time if you will but i'm glad in a way that you were there because you held your own and and uh took care of them well i probably would have been in a worse way otherwise Nez isn't the type to put somebody down, but I would have been uh, tagging along with him against my will. And I've got other plans, other things I'd like to take care of. So I hope you can understand that I, I do appreciate what you're able to do. What exactly do you need from us, Jonah? I can't speak for my friend here, but I'm undeterred by that horrible encounter. I feel like anything worth fighting for is something I must keep up with. Well... I've heard of a piece of equipment, old, ancient, some old technology lost somewhere amongst the asteroids. I'm sure you've heard plenty of the stories of how those came about, whether it was an old system that was destroyed and scattered, or, and there's many that believe that ancient technologies of, of the citizens of the, of the species that that inhabited that world was spread out during that and and some of it may still exist it's definitely just mostly a hunch but i have a good feeling and seeing the empire move on in even out all the way out here into this area in minus cluster i think this would do good to kind of push back so i just need some help finding it who else is out there looking for you? 
We didn't anticipate company this time, and I don't want to put my or Hugo's life on the line for a hunch. I understand. Absolutely. Nej, Nej, and I—we just had、uh, had some disagreements about about some cargo we smuggled in. But beyond that, keep under the radar, keep in the shadows. It should be fine. I、uh, I turn to look at Hugo, and I kind of like put my hand on his arm, and like look up at him, and I'm like, "What do you want to do? I don't want to get you into anything you're not ready for. Not again." I kind of I look down at. The placement of the arm, and I like try and like you know pull away a little bit, and I look up at Tula and look up at Jonah. I can't keep doing things without any information. I can't have someone shooting at me, someone trying to kill me, trying to kill Tula. Jonah, I need I need answers before we do anything else. I and I look at Tula. I, Jonah, you owe me. I saved your life. Jonah, give me answers. Who are you? Who are you with? What are you even trying to do? Why are you trying to go against the Empire? My name is Jonah Min. I was a junior lieutenant for the Empire with the Resh Squadron. Didn't see a lot of action. More intel-based. We would tour about the galaxy. And gather information on on various various systems, the the species, the beings that inhabited those, and see what was good for the empire to come in and occupy. So I saw a lot of the galaxy, but I saw what came after the work I did. The empire moved in and took over, pushed others out. Set up their own organizations, their own rule. I saw so many people, families, just for no reason other than the empire wanted to come in and, and give this spiel of greater order and a greater opportunity. But it was all simply to just hold them under their fist and to make sure that everyone fell in line. One day, I just. You, you you sense that something catches him in the throat, and it, he struggles to continue, and kind of looks down, and definitely changes to a pretty somber expression. Are you with the vigil? No, not officially. I just I've I've retained my abilities that I utilized、uh, in my time serving the Empire. I'm really good at it. Good at.、Uh, Keeping an eye and an ear out, paying attention, getting information, and through some of those ways, I, I picked up on the vigil, and I sensed something in them that that has been inside myself for a long time. This resistance to to the oppression, be it the Empire, be it be it Mestra here, whatever the size. And dug a little deeper, and eventually caught wind of your counterpart here. He gives a nod over to Tula. Having somebody on the inside is about one of the biggest advantages you could have when you're looking for information. 
He turns to you, Tula, and he says, he continues, I imagine that Mestra has one of the most complete catalogs of, of the asteroids out here that have been, been mined. Of course, complete is very loose sense of the term. As we all know that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of asteroids out there, but it's a start helps eliminate uh, what's already been looked over. And I have a few pieces of information that, that might be able to help us uh, triangulate uh, specific areas, but there's still some pieces of the puzzle missing. So that's why I've reached out. That's why I'm here and where I'm hoping you will fit into this, uh, this project. I believe I can get you what you need. My parents are fairly easy to manipulate as long as I'm open to doing what they want me to do, or at least appearing to do so. And I turn to Hugo. Um, and I say, Hugo, I don't know if this is enough information to get you interested in our goal. Like I said to you before, I intend to use what power I have to make sure all people are empowered. And I feel like that is a noble cause. I'm okay with giving up what I have in order to try and better things for other people, including you. I don't know if the empire has been good to your family, if you feel that they have somehow liberated you or given you agency, but all I see is destruction everywhere I go. And I'm, I'm just tired. I'm so tired of seeing good people fail worse and bad people rule the galaxy. Something has to be done. So after hearing Tula and Jonah, I step back a little bit into my own head and I start to think just over the past couple of days, I think about how scared I was at the very beginning, looking at the airlock and having Tula by my side. Somewhere in, within that, within opening the airlock and going out by myself, I felt only thoroughly disconnected with Tula. And, and what she's saying, she, she says all these things about others giving me agency, others giving me some kind of like feeling of power or something, but up until now, and I've realized this right now is that I, all my own actions have been getting me out of my, out of trouble that I haven't been in, that I haven't put myself in. And that's, that's the thought process that goes through my mind when I hear Tula speak to me about others giving me some form of power. At this point, I'm realizing uh, I'm coming up with these solutions to these problems myself. And I don't think I've ever been able to say that. A voice cuts in and interrupts your thoughts, Hugo. Jonah looks across and, Hugo, you, the Minos Mestra had, had kind of brought you in. Tula gestures over to the Twi'lek. Tula had originally said that part of the agreement to meet up was if, if I could help out and get you out. Um, what's, uh, was there anything that you learned uh, from your time with them? What's, uh, what, what happened there? I think I've learned that I am capable. That's what I've learned, Jonah. I don't, I don't know you and I've saved you and Tula, I, I don't know where you've been and I don't know why you keep 
talking about helping others when I've needed your help the most. Tula, are you sure that this is what you want to do? Are you sure this is the right path for us? I don't much know about your path, Hugo. I feel like we've been so disconnected ever since I left for school. But I do feel like this is the right path forward. I don't think me staying here and being under my family's thumb and having to just agree with what they do with their power hungriness and their taking and their destruction. I don't think that's where I want to be. I know it seems foolish to believe in something I've never experienced, but I've been to other areas and I've seen how people are treated. I've seen at fancy parties that my parents throw how people are talked about like they're expendable. That's not something I want for myself. I don't want to be a part of that. For me, it is the right choice. I don't know what choice is going to be best for you. Something like that, as simple as, as a reception, as a get-together, these folks, Hugo. I've seen that on scale you cannot even imagine. That's what we're doing here. That's what we're trying to deal with. Is those people at that party that have no respect for, for others simply because of, of status, position, and feel that they are just above everyone else. They're not. No one should be. Things should be equal. That's, that's my purpose here. I look back at Tula. I look at Jonah. But I direct all my attention to Tula. And I say, Tula, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm confused. And I don't know what's right. But I, I trust you. And as far as I know, I, I, that trust has never been broken. I'll, I'll, I'll do what you think is right. And then I look at Jonah. But I don't have a lot to say to you. I pull Hugo aside out of earshot from Jonah as far away as I can get anyway in our, in our, our quarters. And I just, I just kind of look at him and I go, you do not have to come with me if you don't not want to. I understand that this is hard to understand. It's, it's complex and confusing. I, I don't want you to put yourself on the line just out of loyalty or allegiance to me. That's, I want you to do it because you believe it. We have been friends for so long and I care about you, Hugo. I care about how you feel and I see you being very, I don't know, tested by this. Did something happen when you were away? Did something change us? I don't know if anything changed, Tula. I, maybe I'm starting to believe in myself a little bit. And I know that you've helped me a lot to get to this point. So it's not just out of loyalty or our friendship or our love or anything like that. I also want what you want. I want people to be free and, and live their lives. And although I'm not thoroughly convinced that this is the way to do it, 
because you know that up until now, like everything we've done hasn't necessarily worked out. But maybe, I don't know, maybe this will be the right next step for us. And I, I placed my hand on, on Tula, on Tula's shoulder. And I trust you, Tula. And I want you to trust me. And we'll get through this together. When he, when he kind of is talking to me, like the whole time that he's talking, and then when he puts his arm, uh, his hand on my shoulder, I'm like overcome with what he's saying. Like I'm very receptive to it. So you can kind of see this like dark, like blue spread across my cheeks in a deep blush. And I kind of don't know where to look. And I say, um, Hugo, I always trust you, always. And I thank you for coming with me and making sure I'm safe. And I hope I can prove to you that this is, I don't know, a cause worthy of your time and your talents. I've always believed in you, as you know. And I think that um, maybe we make an agreement, yeah? Maybe if this one doesn't work out, that's it. We go with whatever plan you have. I trust in you completely. And we find something else to do with our time. But if this does work out, we pursue this together in earnest, for real. We try to change the world. I agree, Tula. But promise me that. That if, it's a, if I say it's time to go, we go. I promise you go. If we go, we go. After we kind of get to our consensus, uh, I head back over to Jonah and uh, give him the good news that we're going to be kind of embarking on this journey with him. Jonah, Hugo and I have decided that we are in. Just tell us what we need to do, where and when. Jonah's expression brightens and he, you can tell that he's, he's, he's glad and excited that you're, you're going to be on board with, with this uh, venture of his. Well, information, that's what we're after. So I'm looking for basically records, mining records of, of the different asteroids in, uh, in one specific area out there in the field. If you can pull whatever you can in that regard, that'll help us narrow things down, I think. And then it's just a matter of uh, getting out there and do some digging. All right, I'm ready. Hugo, it is time. Okay, Jonah, I'm in. Let's do this thing. He pulls up a data pad and uh, gets typing on that a little bit. And then uh, you see a gridded map pull up, kind of zooms into one, one point, And he says, this is where we're after. Uh, I need all the information in this specific area. Mern-esque 127 is the, the coordinates here we need to go after. That's what I need. So if you can get into Messer Systems and pull this information, that should help us a lot. What do you plan to do with this information? Well, hopefully it tells us uh, what has been looked over, what has been mined already, and, and it basically helps us with that process of elimination. Don't really feel like going rock to rock to rock, hoping to stumble upon this, uh, this device. But when, when we find out what's, what's next, are, are you trying to physically go there? What are we trying to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we need to, or I need to head out and... And try and recover this. I'm just here for that information. If if you want to continue and, and go with me out to the field, 
I'd gladly have you aboard, but my side of this deal is uh, getting that information. Seeing that you found yourself out of trouble the other day, seems there's something that I would owe. So what can I provide? Cooperation, Jonah. I just, I just want to make sure that I know precisely what's happening and where we're going. I can't, I can't do anything through a cloud of vagueness anymore. I, I, I need to know just whatever's going on at whatever point. He holds, he holds thought, a thought uh, in his face for a moment and then uh, lets it out and says, as I've said before, I'm after this piece of technology that I think will be quite significant in, in the fight against the empire and any other oppressive forces. I have uh, some leads on, on a potential hideout within the system here to kind of set up operations and uh, have also begun some recruiting. Full disclosure, that's a little bit other side of my, my mission, if you will. Given the vigil's stance on things, it seemed that uh, it would be a prime group to pull some, uh, some individuals that might be interested in, in joining my cause. What precisely is the cause? Is it some kind of fight? Are you trying to actually stand up to someone? What, what are you pulling recruits for? A fight, yes, eventually, against the Empire. They're growing in numbers every day, and there's groups like this all over the galaxy, slowly building. I'm looking to do, do my part to try and right some of the wrongs that I had, that I was a part of all too recently, and push back. So I look at Jonah as he's trying to kind of make these guarantees to Hugo and explain what he's doing there. Like I just kind of double down. Listen, Jonah, um, this is kind of all or nothing. This has to work out. This can't be another, I don't know, surprise like what we just went through. We don't think we can handle it anymore. And I've already told Hugo, if this doesn't work out, then we are done. So this has to work out. Do you understand? He confidently nods his head at you and, and says, I understand fully. I wouldn't just trust this with anyone. I have a good feeling about the both of you. I've gotten, I've gotten word from, from some of those within the vigil. You have enough of a reputation, Tula. And as I said, I believe that you're perfect for my immediate task at hand. And beyond that, I think there's uh, certainly a place for you in this greater cause. And a place for me? Absolutely. So Hugo, what do you think? Does this sound a little less mysterious as long as you're okay tula i'm okay i just want to make sure of that i think maybe a little rest before we start but other than that i'm so excited to be working with you both 
Jonah gets up and after he's feeling a bit better, having even this little bit of time to rest and whatnot, uh, bandaging up a few things, uh, and he says, there's no major rush. I'll let you do as you need. Let me know if you need anything further from me. But until then, I'll give you time to seek out the information I'm after. Maybe to put both of you at a little bit of ease, I'll get out of your hair and just kind of be be on my own, slink away, and when you need me, I'll be there. Thank you, Jonah. I appreciate you. I am... Um... I'm not sure how long it's going to take me to get what I want, but I always get what I want when it comes to my parents. It's part of the problem. Well, no worries. Take your time. Give me a call when, uh, when you figure it out. We'll be in contact, Jonah. He nods his head and, and turns and makes his way out to head off who knows where, leaving the two of you alone here, uh, later in the morning. I'm glad it is just the two of us again. I'm sorry, this has been such chaos, Hugo. I apologize. I guess that's our future. I mean, this guy wants to go after the Empire. That's, that's a lot. You think that's right? It's certainly not a small order by any means, but I don't know, I kind of like his uh, optimism. You know me, Hugo. I'm always trying to find a different way to be. I don't want to just grow up and be my parents. That's terrible to me. I don't want to just be another Batonde, another person out there crushing people under their fist. And that's what the Empire is doing all across the galaxy. I intend to put a stop to it any way I can, even if I can only just fight as myself. My parents are part of that, and I don't know. Family is important, Hugo, but that is why I'm with you. You are my chosen family. Tula, do you not see any other way? Why, why can't you just, why can't we talk to our parents? Why can't we, why are we going straight to, to fighting the Empire? We can't, we can't even make a modest dent in, in, in Minos. What, how are we, we going to do anything against the Empire? Well, that is a good question. We are just two people, but maybe we could be part of something more. Jonah obviously isn't the only one who is fighting. He must have other people. He said something about a hideaway or a base that we can set up. There must be something bigger than all of this. That's what they talk about in the vigil at school. That's, I think, what I want. For us to join something greater than ourselves but not something evil like the Empire. What good has the Empire brought to our town? I, I don't know about good or evil, but I know that, you know, some, not everyone, but some people do make a few credits here and there and get to etch out a life for themselves. And it just, are you, what if this doesn't work out? What if, Take what just happened at the alleyway. Take what just happened with, with these two men and this droid. And we could have died. And if that's what Jonah's bringing is, is death, 
Are are you ready for that? I mean, isn't it right to be okay with dying for something you believe in? Jonah said that he used to fight on behalf of the Empire, and all he saw was death and destruction. What if they bring that to Javis? What if they bring that to us? Is it better to die living an ordinary life? Or is it better to die believing in something more powerful? I guess I see your point. I do want to go talk to my parents. Maybe not for the same reasons you want to talk to yours. But I think that if I go talk to them, maybe get in good with them, play their little game, maybe they might tell me where those blueprints are. And we can finally understand this, you know, without the influence of just Jonah. We can see for ourselves what else is out there for us. All right, Tula, you go talk to your parents and hopefully mine aren't too mad at me for ditching them all day. I guess we do our thing and then link back up later. Okay, Hugo, please, if you need me, just call. I'll have my communicator on me. Be safe, Hugo. And say hi to your mom for me. I will, Tula. And you too. I'll see you soon. As you arrive back to to your home, Tula, head inside and as usual, uh, the it's another midday where you know your your hired help is is cleaning the home, uh, preparing meals. Uh, come the lunchtime here, and uh, your mother is is off attending one of her hobbies, uh, lounging about the home, and your father who spends part of his time at the office or at home uh, happens to be home at this time as well. But uh, of course. It's going to be very deep in 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 that work in his office within the home. I uh, I walk in and I greet my mom first and kind of just give her a hug, and I kind of just smile sheepishly. Hi, mama. Is Papa in there? Why, yes, my dear. What uh, something you need? You know, he doesn't like to be bothered when he's working. I know, but I don't know. I know that one day all of this will be mine and. I've been learning a little bit at school, and I was wondering if he would be able to tell me more about the business. She leans back and kind of squints her eyes at you. Tula, what are you up to? You know how much your father wants you to take an interest in the business? Did you bump your head? Me? Look, Mama, I know sometimes I can be a bit of a handful. And I know that I haven't exactly been receptive to the idea of the Patron de Fortune, but I also think maybe, maybe I can just be a better Patron de than anyone else has ever been. Maybe that is what I'm looking for. I've been thinking a lot about it and talking to my friends and I think I might actually be good at this. She gives you a chuckle and you can see the entire time that her expression is is one of brightness and and uh she you know she's kind of joking with you lightly about the situation uh because you understand her position on this is she's obviously proud of you no matter what you know you're her little girl and the the sternness in in that desired pathway for you to step into the family business obviously 
comes from your father. And she says, Oh, Tula, you know that no matter what, you'll always be my little, my little girl. And, but I will say your father will be very excited to hear of your new ambitions. I think uh, it'd be okay to interrupt him for that, if you'd like. Thank you, Mama. I hope you know you're my favorite. Don't tell Dad. She just gives you a smile and, and a little peck on the upper side of one of your leku before you allowing you to run off. You come into this office, Tula, a place that you haven't been often. You know that this is pretty much an off-limits place. Uh, only on a rare occasion have you been able to come in, uh, maybe sneaking in uh, as you grew up, uh, just to explore and see what's in here. But uh, not something you might have done often, as your father, Maru, definitely reminded you sternfully that this is not a place for you uh, to be. Uh, the walls lined with uh, rich, dark wooden uh, shelves full of different displays of awards and uh, artwork and, and things like that, uh, physical and both hollow images uh, showing off just some of the things that he has done through the company and uh, his, his accomplishments. He sits there behind this large desk his head down into the into his work and the sound of you entering in the room uh, does not break his concentration but he he remains his gaze down um, but a voice comes out and says tula you know you're not supposed to be in here when i'm working papa i know but i just wanted to come and say hello and let you know i've been reconsidering whether or not i'm going to be taking over the business there's a moment of pause, and as you look across to your father, you see that it definitely catches his attention, and he sets down the data pad he's looking over and looks up very inquisitively towards you. I know, I know. You're looking at me as if I've grown a new leku. But Papa, really, I really want to know more about our empire. What are we doing? What happens? I know there's asteroids and some ships and some miners or something. Uh, just tell me more about it, Papa. Tell me about the greatness of the Batundes. Well, as you know, as I am one of the head, the head officers of the Minos Mester Corporation, a role that you can work yourself into and eventually take over as well. Minus Mestra, you know, uh, mines the many asteroids that occupy our system. They're full of rich ore and, and minerals that we can use to create machines and, and equipment and goods or export that's raw. It's what keeps us going. It provides for everyone in the system. I see. And how many asteroids do we have? Is it our property, or do we just own the ships? Well, there are many independent miners that state claims out in the asteroids as well, and they have that right. But Minos Mestra, we do own many ships, many, much equipment that is able to expedite the process of the mining, and so we do what we can to do so. As I'm kind of asking, I'm like peppering my dad with questions. 
I'm starting to realize that, you know, this is the first time I've had this conversation with him about being excited for um, the family business. And I don't want to like press my luck. So um, I kind of just start asking kind of just random questions like about his actual business and, you know, had like just very simple things to kind of keep in his good graces without making him think I'm overdoing it. So Papa, um, how do you know which asteroids to mine and which ones you've already been to? How do you keep track of so many objects? Well, we, we maintain uh, extensive records on what we have already, already mined, already explored, make sure that we don't hit it again. And, and our systems are, are pretty robust to, to keep track of all that and, and help us plot out uh, where to go next. I uh, gesture to all the data disks and like schematics and stuff that litter his desk. I can see you'll have so much data, Papa. Look at all of this. You'll really think I can manage this one day as well as you better. You're my little girl, Tula. I have more faith than you know that you can certainly handle this. I grin real big at him and uh, I give him a little peck on the cheek. Same time tomorrow, Papa? I need to head into the office. What are your plans? I did not have any. I was just going to go talk to Mama. Maybe you can tag along. Show you a little bit of what I do up close. I get really excited. Um, I, get, I, I, I allow myself to, you know, really go in and my eyes kind of widen and um, my lucky start to bounce a little bit in excitement. Okay, Papa, anytime with you, I will treasure. Please, I'm so excited. All right. Well, carry on. I have, I have much work to do to finish today. I'll see you for dinner. Yes, I will see you then. And I kind of like just trot out of the room, really pleased with myself, trying to just be the tooler that he remembers before I was, you know, kind of alerted to this kind of dark presence of the Empire. Hugo. As you head back home, you arrive in your neighborhood where your parents live, certainly different side of, of the fence than, than your friend Tula. It's dark, dingy, compact. Neighbors are right next door, uh, the neighboring homes, very tight up next to each other. And you see something on the street that sticks out like something ever could. You see a speeder, very luxurious looking speeder. Certainly not anything that anyone in, these, in this part would, would be able to possess. And it is parked very close to your home. Appeal 90? What's something like that doing here? Is, is, that, is that what dad's doing? Maybe, I, I don't know. I guess, I'll, I guess I'll check it out. As you head in to your home in the front door, entering in there uh, with your kitchen right off to the, to the right there, and then there's a hallway opening uh, in towards the small living area that you do have in your home. And you can see there's a seat there. Um, there's an individual sitting in that. Uh, so you just see the back of their head 
And you can also see across the way on the other main seat, uh, your father as well sitting there. As, as you step inside, he looks up and he definitely doesn't have the expression you would have expected. It looks pretty positive. There's something, even, even just the backside of, of this individual's head, something very familiar, somebody you've, you've seen very, very recently. Your father stands up, puts an arm out to gesture and says, Hugo, perfect timing. Please, please come in. We, we have a guest. Uh, hey, hey, dad. Uh, yeah, nice to see you. And then I walk over and I see who it is. And you step in the room and the individual in the chair stands up himself uh, to, to greet you. And you see standing there in your living room, Davis Cordell. The gentleman puts his hand out as your father introduces and says, uh, Hugo, this is uh, Mr. Cordell. He uh, is, is one of the head, head officers, head members at uh, Minos Mestra, uh, where I work, of course. Mr. Mr. Cordell, this is my son, Hugo. Uh, hey, nice to meet you, Mr. Cordell. He looks at you and he gives a little bit of, not a full wink, but a little bit of a look in his eye that says, okay, you know, we know each other kind of a thing. But as he speaks, you get a sense that he's playing it off a little bit and says, it's very good to meet you, Hugo. I was just talking with your father about his operations. It sounds like he, he runs quite an efficient operation. Uh, yeah. Um, is, is everything okay? Like, oh, yes, of, of course. Yes, yes. We just I wanted to stop by and, you know, something I don't do as often as I should uh, talk with essentially, you know, our frontliners, those that, that really keep this company going, you know, individuals like your father. And so I decided to come make a visit. And uh, it sounds that uh, something I should be doing more regularly, long time ago. I think your father has a lot of good ideas and ways to help improve what we do in the company. If he's up for it, I'd like to offer him, uh, you know, an opportunity to come talk with some of us other heads of the company to share his ideas. He's told me quite a bit about yourself, though. Says that you have quite the quite the trajectory yourself uh, to to follow in his footsteps, if not surpass. Yeah, I, my dad's always wanted me to take over his side of the business, but I mean, I I don't I've never really been good at that, and he knows that my interests lie in technology. Uh, but it's it's that's sounds really good. That dad, you're you're about to maybe get a promotion. That's awesome. You know, Hugo, a lot of what we do involves technology. Our mining ships, processing facilities, there could be some opportunities there. It'd be great to see, see what you can do. And he gives you another very knowingly look at that, almost with a little smirk. Uh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds great. Um, I'd love to, to, to help out or talk to you in any way I can. Uh, Dad, is, is that okay? Your father stands there and not heavily, but you can see a little bit of like sheepishness or just, 
this whole situation is very, very new to him and and surprising, of course, uh, you know, to have one of these high ups from the company come in and just make this random visit and say, hey, we want to talk to you about, you know, what you do. Something that maybe you didn't see a lot of, Hugo, and not necessarily because your father was bad at this, but time, you know, he, he was at work long, long hours to to do what he can to support. But you see an expression of admiration and appreciation for you in, in, in kind of recognizing this recognition or recognizing this opportunity put before you by, by Mr. Cordall. He just looks over and he says, yeah, yes, of course. Uh, I mean, whatever, whatever Mr. Cordall has in mind. My son has always had a great, uh, great way with technology and to be fair, his mother and I worried about it getting in the way of, of his normal studies, but I think he certainly has the talent. Th thanks, Dad. That's, I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. And Mr. Cordall uh, then kind of turns and addresses the both of you now. He says, well, this has been lovely. Thank you so much for the hospitality. I must be on my way, but... Hugo, I look forward to seeing you again soon. Perhaps the next time and we have your father in, we can, uh, you can tag along and we'll set you up, show you some of the things we do, and maybe be able to learn a thing or two from yourself. Uh, yes, sir, of, of course. Yeah, any, anything to, to help out. I'm here. Very well. Well, thank you, and we'll be in touch. Yes, sir. As I see Mr. Cordell, Davis Cordell, leave uh, our establishment, look over my dad, I just smile and, and say, Dad, it's, it's really nice to see you. And I'm really happy that you know, we get to take a step forward together. And I put out my hand for a handshake. He returns the gesture. And as you clasp hands, he then pulls you in for a hug. And he says, me too. This concludes tonight's episode of Scattered Choices. Find out what happens next time as our story continues on Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. there. Candace the Magnificent here, voice of Tula Batunde. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this program, consider subscribing to the Dungeon Jedi Masters Patreon to help production, hosting, and creation of this and other great Star Wars 5e related content. Find us at DungeonJediMasters.com. And may the Force be with you.